Hello and welcome to our podcast channel here at Holy Trinity South Woodford. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you enjoy and are blessed through this week's talk. Well, it's great to be with you this morning and um, it's exciting to be able to speak about justice and particularly about racial justice and looking around with lovely Um, diverse community, aren't we? And it's such a joy to be part of a church that is ethnically diverse. I don't really like the term racially or racial because I think we're all one human race. But anyway, we've got different backgrounds, different cultures, different countries of origin um, and um, different skin colours, all sorts of differences that are to be hugely celebrated. There's a diversity in our midst, in our church, praise the Lord, and also in our community in South Woodford, praise the Lord, and also across the world. There is so much difference and diversity that we can thank God for. It's a bit like um, plants and flowers. There's so much diversity. And you know, if we had three types of flowers, we'd really enjoy them, wouldn't we? But Actually, if we look across the world and the amazing, incredible, almost infinite diversity of plants and plant life, there is so much more for us to celebrate than we maybe even realise. So I want to talk to you this morning. I'm going to come a bit forward because everyone has moved backwards, (laughs) including me, so fine. Um, But um, we're thinking this morning... um, about the story of God and not only celebrating diversity, but also coming together in unity. There's something absolutely beautiful in the story of the gospel that asks us all, wherever we come from, to leave behind our identity, whatever we might pin that on, and to come in to the kingdom of God, a new humanity where our primary identity is as children of God. Now, the church in Galatia, um, with that reading that Lizzie read for us, the church in Galatia was a church that was made up of all sorts of different people. And actually, they were having problems in their church because the Jewish people in their church, some of them, some of them were trying to get all the people who were non-Jews who'd come to know Christ to become Jews in order to know Christ. Does that make sense? Anyway, um, they were basically causing divisions in the church, saying that actually Jesus was a Jew. The whole of the story of Abraham's descendants is the story of Jesus. So actually, if we want to know and participate in the story of Jesus, the way to do that is to become part of the people of Abraham, of the Jewish people. But here, Paul says so clearly that it's through baptism, baptism into Christ, that we enter into the story of God, that we enter into that new humanity that is constituted because of the death of Jesus on the cross. He makes a way for all of us, no matter our background, whether we are ethnically Jewish or not, whether we are male or female, whether the colour of our skin is light or dark, whether our culture is from this place or that place or another place. Under Christ, we are all one. But I want to tell you the story in a bit of a different way because this is the kind of the way that Paul tells a story. He talks about 
a young person growing up as a slave in a household. Now, unfortunately, slavery exists even in this very day and age. In fact, it's still a huge global problem. And um, I've heard it said that there's more slavery in the world now than at any point in history, which is shocking and appalling, isn't it? But in those days, slavery, still not okay. Um, But there were some instances where the slaves in a household might become almost part of the family. They may be working for the family, maybe since they've been born their whole life. They'd been in this slavery position. So maybe they kind of liked it, but they're still a slave. You know, how much can you enjoy your life when you're still a slave? You might be able to appreciate the small things in life that are good. You might be able to know that you've got it better than other people. You might have a friend down the road who's a slave of a master who is horrid. But you're still a slave. And Paul tells this story. Imagine if you were a slave in this household where actually things were not so bad, but you knew that you were still not free to go, not free to make the decisions about your life that you wanted to make. And then one day, the master of the house, maybe he and his wife weren't able to have children. So there's no descendants, there's no heir. One day, the master of the house calls you in and says, do you know what? You've been faithful. You've been a good servant of this household. And now, instead of being our slave, would you become our son? And if you become our son, that would mean you can still live here in the house, but you can have an upgrade in your bedroom. You can also go wherever you want and do whatever you want. We will provide you the means that you need to live comfortably, doing what you want to do. In fact, you can call me dad. Instead of coming to me and saying, Master, is there anything else that you require? I'm going to ask you, is there anything else, my son, that you require? And you can say, Dad, actually, I really would like this. Or actually, Dad, I'm fine for now, thanks. And... If you become my son, when we're gone, you're going to inherit all of this. The whole estate will be just for you. Can you imagine the difference that that would make? It's absolutely like a film, isn't it? You can just imagine. You can make it into a Hollywood epic. I couldn't, but maybe you could. Um, This amazing story, the downtrodden one becomes the son and the heir, inheriting everything, living a free and blessed life. Now that is what Jesus has won for every single one of us. And I wonder for you today, maybe you've never heard the story of God presented in that way. But actually, before we come to Christ, all of us, although we might be able to appreciate things in our lives, even though we might know that other people have got it worse, spiritually, we're enslaved. We're slaves to sin. 
we're under a different rule. But all of us, today might be the day for you. All of us have the invitation to accept sonship. And I say that to you women as well and girls because sonship, all it means really is the entirety, kind of the the main event because in the culture of the Roman world and the culture into which this was written, sons would have been the main inheritors, but even us women can become the main inheritors. But God gives us the opportunity to no longer be slaves to sin, no longer be slaves to ourselves and our own desires, but actually to come into the free and blessed life that Jesus gives us. And that free and blessed life isn't only just being set free from sin, but also we're able to call God our dad. And we don't just serve him, although we do, but he also serves us. He also asks us what we need. He meets our needs and he loves us. And not only that, but we inherit eternal life. We inherit everything that Jesus won. Everything that is Jesus's, he shares with us. Isn't that amazing? And if you want to receive that today, it says here that you need to get baptized. If you want to get baptized, let me know. I will gladly and with great joy baptize you. And the first step towards baptism is saying yes to God. And maybe today you could say yes to God. I want to come into your family, not knowing you as someone who is maybe a slightly cruel master, someone who's aloof, but someone who I can call my dad. Now then, that is the gospel. It's so good. It's so life-giving. But I wonder what you think about what that has to do with Racial Justice Sunday. And the reason why I chose that reading was because all of us are invited into that life. It's in the middle of that story that Paul says these amazing and famous words. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who, have been, who are baptized with, into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is a male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. For all of us, it doesn't matter our background. It doesn't matter our culture. We can celebrate our differences, but also we come together to be united in the kingdom of God and in the new humanity that Jesus started for us. So when we think about how this relates to us now, there is something for us to do, to respond to God, to say, yes, I want to come into your kingdom. There's also something for us to think about in terms of justice, because so often in the church, those who come from different ethnicities and cultures have been treated really poorly, not only in society at large, but also within the church. 
And that's absolutely 100% opposite to what the Bible is saying here. The Bible is saying that no matter who we are, we're all one, we're all equal, we're all offered this same opportunity to be under Christ. And when I think about Racial Justice Sunday and I think about um, the things that we can take on board for ourselves, there's two things that I think we can change. And the first one is what we've done already, which is change our perspective. Um, you've done it physically by swapping sides and moving backwards, fine, um, in, the, in the church. Changing our perspective is really powerful and looking at things through other people's eyes is hugely powerful. If you don't know much about racial injustice in this country, I urge you to read some stuff. Educate yourself. Get beyond your prejudices. We talked last week, didn't we, about stepping over what we think we know. And this is another opportunity I'm not going to tell you what to read, but you know, Google it. There's Rennie Edo Lodge, great book. Ben Lindsay has written a great book um, about racism in the church. Um, but change your perspective and reset your perspective to realize that we are all together, but also to recognize that things are unjust at the moment. It's a couple of things that come to my mind, um, this appalling statistics about maternal health for black women. So much more at risk of um, terrible consequences in pregnancy and childbirth than their white counterparts. And also I think about the, um, the way that black young men are portrayed in the media. And that brings me on to the second change. Not only change your perspective, but change the narrative. We can change our perspective individually, and I think that is hugely important. But then there's something for us to do in terms of changing the narrative. I've started following on Instagram this week, and this really brilliant project called the Smiling Boys Project. And um, it's basically a photographer who's taken pictures of um, black teenage boys um, who basically, uh, like he's gone to their schools or whatever and taken these amazing, beautiful portraits of them, blown them up massive and displayed them. They're on, uh, I think it's in Wandsworth in Southwest London. They're in a shopping center. That's where the exhibition is. But it's changing the narrative because so often, what we see in the media is the idea of young black men as a threat, as a bit scary, as a bit menacing. And actually, it's changing the narrative and saying, actually, look at these wonderful black young people. A bit like some of our wonderful young people as part of this church. They're smiling. They're talking about their favorite subjects at school. They're talking about their Xbox, their football um, aspirations. And we all can be part of changing the narrative. Changing our perspective and changing the narrative. And I wonder, what can we do to change the narrative? I think that that's something for us to reflect on together as a community. I don't really want to give quick and easy answers this morning because I don't necessarily have them. But I do think that this is something that for us, 
as a wonderfully diverse church that we are. We can show to the world our unity. We can show to the world our love for each other, that we champion each other across the generations, across men and women, across different skin colors and cultures. We celebrate our diversity and we come together in unity, crying out, Abba, Father, we love you and we thank you that you make us one. I'm going to pray for us in a moment and pray that we can all receive afresh the good news that Jesus brings us. That Jesus has made us into a new humanity where it doesn't matter who we are. And actually, the Beatitudes in Luke are so powerful because Jesus is so um, intent on lifting up those who are downtrodden and also saying, please watch out if you are not downtrodden. If you're one of the ones who is enjoying health and wealth and happiness, interrogate your own sense of self. Think about what God might be saying to you and the impact that you might be having on the world. Woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. But instead, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. And so it goes on. Jesus loves everyone. He loves everyone equally, and he loves everyone passionately and with an amazing love. So I want to invite you to stand, and we're going to pray together. Um, that we will receive afresh the spirit of adoption, that where we've got a kind of poverty spirit that we think, well, we know God, but he doesn't want to get too close. God doesn't want to be too close to me. That we would know that he is inviting us to be in his family, to sit at the top table, to live a blessed life of freedom. And out of that, comes our pursuit of justice, our pursuit of love and of peace. So let's pray together now. You might want to hold your hands out to receive afresh the presence of God and the spirit of God. And I want to pray, um, if you have never heard um, the good news about Jesus presented that way and you want to say yes to God today, that you want to leave slavery behind and you want to come into the kingdom of God being a child of God, no longer a slave, then just say this prayer with me now, just in your heart. Lord, I thank you for all that you invite me into. And I leave behind my life of slavery to sin. And I come to you to say thank you and to call you Abba, Father, to call you Dad and to be part of your family and help me to live each day that life of freedom and blessing. And for all of us, we pray, come Holy Spirit, rest on us and fill us and make us a people who are united in your kingdom, 
and who know your power and your love. We pray in Jesus' name that we would be, as a church, a sign of your kingdom in our community. Help us to change our perspective and to change the narrative. Come, Holy Spirit. It's going to wait on the Lord for just a minute before um, we worship again. But you might just feel God saying something particularly to you. And if you've said to God, yes, this morning, I want to become your child, please do let me know. I'd love to rejoice with you and to pray for you. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We'd be really grateful if you could leave us a rating or review as that helps other people easily find this podcast. Remember, you can join us every Sunday at either our 9 or 10.45 a.m. services where you'll be sure to receive a warm welcome. Until next time, goodbye.